0: You're listening to Aubrey C.D. Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Hello, and thank you for listening to Aubrey C.D. Speaks. This episode is going to be short, sweet, simple, and to the point. (laughs) And um, with that being said, I'm going to start, um, I'm going to do some reading. And I'm going to start in Ezekiel chapter 33, and we're going to start in verse 10. I'm going to read this in the translation, the New International Version, um, just because when I've noticed in in reading the prophets, it's kind of easier to read it out of this version than it is to read out of uh, King James or New King James. Um, So let's start. Ezekiel thirty three, verse ten Son of man, say to the Israelites, This is what you are saying: Our offences and our sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them: As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? Therefore, son of man, say to your people, if someone who is righteous disobeys, that person's former righteousness will count for nothing. And if someone who is wicked repents, that person's former wickedness will not bring condemnation. The righteous person who sins will not be allowed to live even though they were formerly righteous. If I tell a righteous person that they will surely live, but then they trust in their righteousness and do evil, none of their righteous things that that person has done will be remembered they will die for their evil they have done and if i say to a wicked person you will surely die but they turn that but they then turn away from their sin and do what is just and right if they give back what they took in pledge for a loan return what they have stolen follow the decrees that give life and do not and do no evil that person will surely live they will not die None of the sins that person has committed will be remembered against them. They have done what is just and right. They have—they will surely live. Yet your people say, the way of the Lord is not just. But it is their way that is not just. If a righteous person turns from their righteousness and does evil, they will die for it. And if a wicked person turns away from their wickedness and does what is just and right, they will live by doing so. Yet you Israelites say, the way of the Lord is not just but I will judge each of you according to your own ways. And then we're going to go to Romans chapter 5, and we're going to start in... Oh, oh, I went too far. Sorry, I'm trying to get there. Okay. Verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Then verse 9 says, Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? Verse 10, For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Verse 12 says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people, because all sinned, to be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if For if by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people." And I'm going to stop right there in reading um, and just kind of clarify some things. So uh, God spoke through Ezekiel to tell the people that he understands that they know that their sin is weighing down on them and they want out of it, they need salvation. And they were crying out for help. And so God said he doesn't desire for any wicked person to die. He he wants them to live. He desires that all men live and in order to live, you must turn from your wickedness and you must turn from your sin. And if a wicked man, uh, and I'm just saying it from the way it said it. Okay. If a wicked person turns from their sin, all that they have done will no longer be accounted to them. Now in, and going through all of that and then going through, uh, Romans. Okay. Um, It it explains in both your wickedness. Okay, our sin um, is a it bears witness against us of um, our disobedience towards God, and and our conscience bears witness um, of what we've decided to do, whether it was right or wrong. Uh, We have our conscience inside of us that is base. It's uh, actually God's law written on our heart uh, for us to know what is right and wrong, and so that we have no excuse. Whether you've heard the Bible or not, whether you grew up in church or not, um, we have no one has any excuse um, for for doing what they did. We we know what is right and we know what is wrong. And and one day, and just like it said in Ezekiel, there's coming a time where God judges us all in our own way. So we will all stand before God alone, and He will judge us according to what we have done. All right, and um, and those who have sinned, those hat, those that have done and knowingly done, because we knowingly do them, uh, those who have knowingly sinned and and done what we knew we know is wrong. Um, we'll be judged according to those things. Now there's nothing that you can do to balance that out. You can't do anything yourself. And that's what even Romans was talking about. Um, and, and, and in Ezekiel, when it talked about, uh, the righteous person and they decide that in their righteousness, um, that in their own righteousness, will our own righteousness won't do any good works that we do is nothing compared to this, to, uh, um, our wickedness because, uh, good and bad isn't weighed on a scale. Okay. And good works won't outweigh bad works and things like that because, because of Adam and, and Eve and their disobedience toward God at the very beginning, sin came into the world and we have been given this, uh, un- this, this, um, this place of knowing what is good and evil and we choose evil rather than good. And when we do those things, whether it's lie, ch- lie cheat, still, um, disrespect our parents, disobey our parents, things like that. Um, when we do these things, when we, when we, uh, um, when we do what we know, when we choose to do what we know is wrong, Um, that is death. That's what it was talking about. Um, when it says, and the wicked man, if he turns from his sins or turns from his ways, he will live. It's, it means that there will be an eternal death. We will not get out of the, the, the punishment of sin, the punishment of doing wrong and choosing to do wrong. All right. Just like the, when he was talking about the righteous person, when the righteous person chooses to do evil, they are no longer accounted as righteous that they do evil. They will surely die just like a wicked man will die. Um, so you can't peg and say, well, I'm, you know, I'm a good enough person and do whatever you want because you think enough charities and stuff are, you know, you're counted as a good person. It, It just doesn't work that way. Um, so, um, when we have the weight of sin against us, and even in Ezekiel it said, turn, turn from your wicked ways, repent, um, it's talking about, um, well, it, well, it's talking about repentance, it's talking about coming to God for uh, for salvation, and that salvation comes through Jesus Christ. Now at one point in time um there was uh sacrifices that could be made that could cover them for a season but then you had to keep sacrificing animals in order spotless animals unblemished animals uh in order to live uh or to no longer be uh have your well to have your sins covered okay um but we don't do that anymore and it's because of Jesus Jesus came to um remove our sin once and for all. And, and he took on the wrath of God for us. So he took on the entire punishment of sin and everything that we deserve to, to, um, go through for all eternity. He put that upon himself so that we don't have to endure it. So we don't have to live through it so that we don't have to be stuck in it forever. So we don't, you know, we don't have to live through life thinking, I just want to get out of this, but there's no way out and, and live a life of hopelessness. Um, Jesus paid that price for us. He, he took that on for us. He took on our own punishment that we so justly deserve. And, um, and he gave us an opportunity to no longer be bound in sin and and there's nothing that we have to do every season or every year in order to have that sin removed from us. He paid that price. He shed his blood. He took on the punishment so that we can have sin removed from us once and for all. Now as humans, do we screw up? Yeah, we screw up. Um but we have him and we have the grace of God to look to to cling to to hold on to and and keep going. You know, the book of Proverbs says though a righteous man may fall one time, you know, seven times, he's sure to get up again. And and it's talking about, you know, come on, get up, keep going and and look to God. I mean, he's merciful, he's just, but he's merciful and he has grace and we can continue to look to him and 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 hold on to him and cling to him even though we're human and we are fallible. But we have that opportunity through Jesus and through Jesus alone. There is no other way to salvation. There's no other way to God. There's no other way to peace, ultimate peace. There's no other way to um, experience love and real joy in your life except through Jesus. Um, There's no other way to be healed. There's no other way to be blessed. There's no other way um, to have... um, a greater understanding and knowledge of truth, except through Jesus and through Jesus alone. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. You have to go through Jesus in order to attain the things of God and the promises of God. And in order to do that, I I mean, even what God was saying to Ezekiel to tell the Israelites is very true. We must turn from our sin. We must repent of our sin. We must put our faith and trust in Jesus and what Jesus did for us, because God doesn't desire us to die in our sin. You know, uh, God loved us so much that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like that's that's how much love He, he did it while we didn't want him. Uh, he, he, he gave us a way when we didn't want a way. He gave us a way when we spit on him, when we want nothing to do with him, when we question his existence. He made the way because he loves us so much and he doesn't desire us to die in our sin, but he desires us to know life and life eternal th- with him, through him and by him. And, and we have that, that time and opportunity now. There's no greater time than now. And you can say, well, I want to do all this stuff first. And then, you know, when I'm older, maybe I'll, you know, try the whole Jesus thing and Christian thing. I can tell you that everything of fun that this world tells you is fun and is worthwhile is a cop out to the goodness of God. Okay, no drug can give you the high that that Holy Spirit gives and the joy of the Lord gives. Okay, (laughs) Um, uh, no drink can give you um, the the um, uh, pleasure that that the spirit of God gives. Okay, Uh, no no amount of sex, uh, premarital sex, can give you the joy and the uh, understanding of the love of God like the love of God. Like His love is eternal. His love has no condition. His love is limitless, it is everlasting. it is powerful. It breaks through walls. It breaks through fear. okay? Um, so God's love is is greater than anything you can ever imagine um, and and is more powerful. and His spirit that lives in us is is such a thrill and a joy. And, uh, no amount of adrenaline can give you what God gives you. I'm telling you this world and all its supposed pleasures are a cop out and, and, and they want it to be, it's the, 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 the enemy of God, the devil, you know, um, does not desire you to have life. It says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy Okay, he's always on the pro he doesn't want you to know joy he doesn't want you to know the pleasure of God and he wants you to think that the things of the world that that you know you need to go get drunk every weekend and party with your friends that that is so much better than than the goodness of God and his grace and his forgiveness and his love and his joy and and it's not it really is not and I'm coming from a person that knows some things okay. His love and His joy and His grace and His peace and His forgiveness is nothing. It's 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 nothing like this world says it is. It's more. It's even more. It's even greater. It's it's so good. And And you don't know freedom until you know the freedom in Christ and the freedom He gives you when He removes sin from your life. You don't know love until you know the love of God. You don't know the power of God until you've been in His power, until you... You don't know the peace of God until you've been in his peace, surrounded by chaos. But there is so much peace and joy on your heart. Like the walls can fall around you and you know you're okay because in the end you'll be with him. It doesn't matter. Everything is good. It's always good. He's got your back at all times. And, and even in your weakest points, it's, you can rely on his strength and you can trust in him and that's the that's the blessings that God gives you and this world can't offer anything better than that i can guarantee you that this world cannot offer anything better and and any other god that that any any, any other god supposed god cannot offer anything better they all come with stipulations okay to to come to jesus and to be have your sin removed As you come to him and you admit that you can't do it on your own and in humility, you come to him and say, I need you, I need you to save me. And you get raw and you get honest and you turn from your sin and you put your faith and trust in what Jesus did for you on the cross and how what he did for you completely removed shame and sin and and the punishment that's on your life. And you take that gift and you, you, you offer yourself freely to God and God will answer. Now that, that's the, that's the point. This is where being born again happens. When God answers your cry for salvation and he removes your heart of stone and he puts in you a heart of flesh. That's also in Ezekiel. He gives you a new heart and that new heart, uh, uh, branches everywhere where you realize, um, the sky is bluer than you realized, you know, like it's good. Life is good. And he, he opens you up to hearing his voice and understanding his word, his spirit comes alive in you. And and suddenly you realize all the things that you've missed without him. And you come alive for the first time, like really truly alive for the first time. I want you to know that that's when life starts. That life that when he's talking about, those that are wicked, they shall live. That's what that live is. That's what life is. Life in him, when you become righteous, because you're not put, you're not righteous on your own. It's actually, when you're born again, it's like the righteousness of Jesus is is, is put on you and you're clothed in his righteousness. His righteousness and his righteousness alone is the only thing that is pure and holy and good and you are wrapped up in it. And you don't have to rely on any of your good works because your good works are meaningless anyway. You don't have to worry about any of those. You just rely on him and his righteousness and his peace and his joy and trust in him. And you live and you live forevermore. And yeah, you're going to screw up sometimes, but you just go back to him and put your eyes on him and cling to him and know that his grace is sufficient for you, that Jesus took it away once and for all. You don't have to be condemned in your sin. You don't have to pay a punishment or a price for it. Jesus already did that. He paid a price for your sin, for any diseases, for any sicknesses. He paid a price for any uh, malformations on your body or in your body. He paid a price for all of that once and for all. Sickness came because of sin. Diseases came because of sin. Malformations uh, um, that you were even born with came because of sin. So the blood of Jesus not only removes sin, but removes all of those things as well. And you get to put your faith and trust in him and watch him move and watch him do the things that he does best and trust him. And I encourage you to do that today. Repent of your sin. Turn to Jesus. Put your faith and trust in him. Ask God to save you. Encounter him and let and 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 enjoy your life eternal in him and you can really know freedom put that faith and trust in Jesus today turn turn like god told the ezekiel to tell the people turn repent repent cuz god doesn't desire you to die in your sin that's not his desire. He loved you so much. He gave you a way. And that way is through Jesus and Jesus alone. Cry out to Jesus. Ask him to save you. He's already done everything he has to do. And all you have to do is cry out to him. And he will do all the rest. And if you heard this today. And, and you took my advice. And you cried out to Jesus and, and Jesus changed you, uh, message me on Instagram through Aubrey CD Speaks, you know, and, and let me know, because uh, I, I like to know. But if you don't, that's okay. We'll meet in heaven one day. That's all right. But I'll be praying for you. And if you need prayer, um, message me. Message me that you need prayer. Message me. If you're believing in healing, God to heal you, message me. I believe in healing you know um you know uh, uh jesus uh, jesus said and and it's in more than one book in the new testament both in matthew and in mark that um that the gospel's preached and signs and wonders will follow and and with that being healing so so know that that god moves and he loves you and he desires you to know him, and he desires you to no longer live in sin and be a prisoner and a slave to sin, but to be free in Christ f- completely free in Christ, to no longer be bound by by this that but today's understanding of of um, mental disorders and uh, physical disorders and medications and um and and having to say, but I'm, I'm this and this and this because uh, that's the way I was made or that's the way I was born. Anything, any of that stuff has been completely removed through the blood of Jesus. Sin brought it all. And it's through the blood of Jesus that it all goes away. And I know that my husband was born with a genetic disorder that slowly, slowly was killing him. It didn't come into full force until he, he turned 20. And that was back in, uh, uh, what was it, uh, 2019? Uh, and it, it just started coming on full force. And I was practically watching him like slowly die. And, but there was all kinds of things throughout his life that just didn't make any sense. And nobody could figure out what was wrong with him. And it wasn't until later that we found out that it was because of a disease, a genetic disease called porphyria. And we believed that God could heal him. And, and God did. Back in 2021, God healed him. And he healed his body completely. And, um, and that's, that's the promise that we had through Jesus because of his blood. His blood sets us free completely, mind, body, and soul. And you can have that. So turn to Jesus. Repent of your sin. Put your faith and trust in what Jesus did for you. And and be free. And until next time, be blessed.